what's happening everybody um let me know that you can see me and you can hear me okay um i'm also live on instagram my instagram is the real voice Watkins. so uh feel free to follow me on instagram um i want to give a shout out to um a couple people that uh i that hit me up um on instagram i didn't even know that they hit me up um uh, do you remember Flex? You know, Flex, the comedian, uh, he's married to Shanice. Uh, yeah, he hit me up. He's actually a student in the black business school. So I thought that was pretty cool. And then uh, out of the blue, I randomly got hit up by a guy from the group New Edition. Uh, that was interesting. He was also interested in learning about economics. And and then there was uh, <clears throat> Deion Sanders. I saw, he was in my inbox and a few other people. And these are all people I didn't even know. I didn't even know they paid attention to anything that I had to say. I mean, who who gives a shit what I say? But uh, but I think it's great though that we're all connecting as black people and as brothers and able to talk to each other because uh, at the end of the day we're all black men and uh, we all have something in common. Uh, and so uh, I want to talk a little bit about uh, Little Wayne. Uh, Little Wayne uh, had a meeting with Donald Trump today or recently or something, and he posted it on his uh, Instagram or his Twitter. And, um, you know, I, I, I am not at all, I am not at all a person that is going to clown uh, Lil Wayne for his right to free expression. Uh, I'm definitely not here to do that. <clears throat> but I want to provide some context, shall we say. How about I provide some context on sort of uh, this idea that not all rappers are created equal. I think we know that, right? Either as fans of music or as fans of humanity or as black people. Um, <clears throat> not everybody's the same. And, and, and so, uh, you know, I, I'm going to just break it down. I'm not even going to really um, uh, make this too much about what I think or my opinion on this, but I am going to kind of lay out some facts. And I'd like to hear what you guys think. Uh, <clears throat> do me a favor, hit the thumbs up button uh, if you haven't done that yet. And also, um, if you could, uh, shout out what city that you're from. I'd like to see what city you guys are, are coming from. Uh, so, so here's the deal. So Lil Wayne uh, goes and meets with Trump uh, today. Uh, and, and I want to make it 100 percent abundantly clear. Um, I, I think this whole, you know, this whole idea like, oh, you shouldn't talk to Trump or you a sellout. Uh, that that's that's the language of the weak. Um, that's the language of the unstrategic. Uh, that's the language of people who don't understand how the dirty game of politics works. I mean, remember, Malcolm X went and met with the Ku Klux Klan, you know, so meeting with somebody does not mean that you are in bed with them. You know, like like if I say hello to a woman, that don't mean we fucking. That just means that I say hello. You know, so so really, what you gotta understand is that meeting with politicians is something that every community does, and they work with every administration. I don't know if you guys know this, but check this out: the Nation of Islam. Shout out to the Nation of Islam for providing knowledge and information that the community needs. The Nation of Islam hit me to the fact that the biggest donors in the last presidential election on both the Democrat and the Republican side of the fence, the Democrat and the Republican side of the fence came from the Jewish community. The Jewish community gives big money to both sides. Uh, they, they rock with both sides. They talk to both sides. They don't, they don't get into this whole like, oh, if you're Jewish, you don't talk to Democrats or you don't talk to Republicans. They talk to everybody. Uh, that's what power brokers do. Power brokers talk to the people that are in power so you can broker more power for your community. So, so let's just keep that 100% abundantly clear. There's nothing wrong with talking to a politician and having a meeting. Uh, and and so, so with that said, uh, let's talk about Lil Wayne and, uh, and, uh, and this meeting with Trump. Um, okay, first things first, I got to make it 100% clear. Uh, Lil Wayne's not Ice Cube, right? L- Lil Wayne, I-, I know that, you know, to white people, I know we all look alike. They're all the same. Um, you know, they're like, okay, you, you're a little cupcake. You're a little, little AK-47. You're a little, little booty snatcher. And they put all the rappers in the same box. They think all the rappers are the same. And they're not. They're very, they're, they, they differ across the board. You got the more mature OG rappers who are trying to figure out how to navigate life in a better way. You've got young rappers who are still learning how, what it means to be a man. Don't even know nothing about manhood. You got some rappers who uh, care nothing about their community, are completely disconnected, could give a shit less about black people. And then you got some rappers who are thinking about the people that they left behind, people that they care about. Now, which category does Lil Wayne fall into? I have no idea. I have no idea. I am not in any way able to comprehend or interpret you know, the actions of Lil Wayne. If anything, Lil Wayne and I were on different sides of the fence. Uh, back in 2013, we had that whole issue with the Mountain Dew uh, situation. Uh, Tyler, the creator, is still pissed off at me over that. And if you know Tyler, tell him that my he was collateral damage. I was not 
trying to harm his deal with Mountain Dew. But apparently the, the way white folks work, the way white supremacy works is when they when they get nervous, they just kill every black person in the building. They do like the police do. You know, the police. I had a friend that used to he was a cute, crazy cute dog, one of the crazy ones. And, and in college, he would get drunk and pass out and he'd wake up the next morning, not even knowing what happened. Well, what? One time at a party, he got drunk and he woke up the next morning. And the police were there because a girl had gotten assaulted in the other room. Now, he was passed out drunk. He knew he, had, he didn't know what was going on, but they took everybody to jail. Every black man went to jail. Right. So basically, that's what happened. So with the whole situation with Mountain Dew, uh, Lil Wayne had had a lyric in his song that was highly inappropriate. I hope he, he agrees with us at this point. It's been seven years. Hopefully he's matured. And uh, it was all about Emmett Till. And it was incredibly disrespectful. And he wasn't listening to black people, and we made him listen. And as a result, Mountain Dew killed his uh, his the sponsorship of his tour. If you remember, Lil Wayne was doing the whole skater dude thing for a little while, where he was wearing this, he was wearing, he was always carrying a Mountain Dew and wearing Mountain Dew shirts and all that. That's all about money. When people start doing stuff, I guess because of the money, well, that's that all you know got put to an end in that situation. I didn't want that to happen, but that's what white supremacy does. White supremacy creates dividing conquer scenarios where. You know, you, you as a black man who's trying to do something better for the community, you you end up like a person trying to get drugs out of your neighborhood. You know, if you're trying to get drugs out of your neighborhood, you got two enemies. You got the drug pushers and then you got the drug addicts. You know, the drug addicts will fight you harder than the drug pushers. White supremacy is the biggest drug in the history of all mankind. Uh, and we got a whole lot of people that are smoking from the pipe of white supremacy on a daily basis. So we got a lot of these white supremacist crackheads every day, you know, just getting hot. Make sure you make sure you make sure y'all vote, y'all. Give me that Gucci bag, no. You know, seriously, like just these these white supremacy crackheads just sucking up, you know. And you're like, this is not helping us. This is destroying our people. Like, what are you doing? Shut, shut up, Negro. What's wrong with you? How dare you have your own opinion? How dare you go out here talking to boss like that? You can't be talking to master in that way. What's wrong with you? No, like, like seriously. And, and, and so you have two enemies and, and, and it gets to the point where white people become less of an adversary than your own people that are in your face. You know, really, like if you think about Ice Cube, for example, we're gonna get, let's get back to little Wayne in a second. If you think about Ice Cube, right? Ice Cube to me, again, I don't know Cube. I've only known him for maybe a couple of months. I, we don't go back 30 years. I don't know about, I don't know who Cube was in the 90s and the 2000s, but Cube comes off to me as a guy who says, you know, I'm doing world tours. I'm making $100 million movies. Uh, and suddenly COVID hits. And then all the celebrities are at home, right? All the celebrities suddenly, their busy schedules are shut down. They have nothing to do. Now, some of them are struggling. Some of them are scared as hell because they, they don't know how to make money anymore because they only make money when they were doing concerts. So they're, they're doing verses and all this other stuff, right? Trying to find a way to, how do we monetize this internet thing? But then some of them have already made some money, right? So I, I don't know. I don't count Ice Cube's money, but I assume he's caved out. I assume he he saved a couple a couple pennies from the Friday, the Friday series. He made about a billion dollars off of that. And then uh, what, are we there yet? That made another billion or something or 500 million or whatever. So I'm sure he's got enough money. So he's sitting at home and he's turning on the news and he's realizing, wait, there's something here to be done, right? There's a purpose I could grab onto that could give me something to do while COVID happens, right? So uh, he decides to get involved with the contract with Black America. Um, I thought that was appropriate. Now, mind you, I didn't immediately think, oh, this is great. A ra another rapper is jumping into politics because we've seen that happen and we've seen it go horribly wrong. We've seen rappers who jump out and try to jump out in, in, and take an advanced class on accelerated Blackness, like the 20-minute crash course, and jump out as a black leader, like I've been smoking weed for 25 years and, and, and messing with white women, but now I'm going to be black for about 30 seconds because I got 10 million Twitter followers. And then it, it goes bad, right? Like when Snoop Dogg called Gail King a doghead bitch, which, by the way, at that moment, I said he didn't have to do that. I did not like that because I said, now you've given them a target. You're going to make it easy for them to come at you. So if you're going to say words like that, if you're going to talk big, you better be ready to back it up. Like, like Megan Thee Stallion said, talk big shit, but my bank account matching. Well, if your mouth write a check, then your ass better be ready to cash that check. You better be ready to stand on every word that came out of your mouth. And But when you get to where you you coonsplaining and babbling, but I'm sorry, boss, I didn't mean to do then that, that kills the whole movement. And, and so I get really skeptical when I see hip-hop artists trying to do something that they're not good at. It's almost as bad as when I, it's, it's like if I tried to become a rapper, I would be a terrible rapper 
I would, I would absolutely be horrible if I said, hey, y'all, I'm going to be a professional rapper. I'm putting out my album. It's, 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 it's doc, doc, Dr. Boyce Goes Rogue or whatever whatever I call it, right? And I'm putting out my album next week, and I'm going on tour, and I'm going to be rapping for a living. Like, it would look stupid, right? So sometimes when rappers try to do what a lot of us do on a daily basis, it doesn't work. So long story short, when you know with Snoop Dogg, it was a, a disaster. Uh, well, Kanye West, God, God bless him. He's a good guy. We talked on the phone. I liked him, but Kanye didn't move me. I, I, I wasn't moved by Kanye's plan. I didn't feel like, okay, this is it. This is really what's going to work. Um, when poor Nick Cannon jumped in the fray and, and Nick Cannon started having rough conversations with, with people like Professor Griff, you know, he, I don't think he, maybe he didn't know if you invite Professor Griff on your show, you're going to get a level of, of truth and a commitment to that truth that you may not be ready for, well, it, you saw what happened. It went bad, right? So so sometimes there are just things you shouldn't do. It's like when I was growing up, I did, I, did, I grew up, I, did, I didn't have money growing up, but I didn't grow up straight hood all the time. Like I was in the hood when I would go to my grandma's houses on the weekend. Both my grandmas lived in the hood. And I, so I spent enough time in the hood to know about the hood, but I wasn't really of the hood. So my daddy would tell me, he said, Son, you don't need to be hanging out in the projects with killers and thugs and dope dealers unless you're really ready to be around killers, thugs, and dope dealers, unless you're ready for that light, right? Maybe there's times where you need to go ahead and pull back because there's going to be people in situations where they have nothing to lose, but you've got something to lose. You're trying to go to college. You're trying to have a good life. Some people ain't thinking that way, so maybe there's some situations you should avoid. Well, I think the same thing is true when it comes to blackness. When it comes to hardcore B1 blackness, like I'm black, bliggity black all the time, don't care what nobody thinks, willing to lose my job over blackness, I don't think a lot of rappers are ready for that. I don't. I don't. I don't, I don't really, you know, I, I, I forgot about 50 Cent. He also got involved in politics, and I feel like that's gone badly as well, right? Um, and, and, and so I, I think that, you know, so, so I, I'll say I'm skeptical when I see hip-hop artists jumping in to this space because I don't really know if they've had time to really process things at a level that they need to in order to be truly effective. Ice Cube was an exception. Ice, Ice Cube was an exception because I went and read his contract with Black America. And if you have not read that document, I highly recommend it because the I read two paragraphs and said, this was done by scholars. There, there were some experts he sat down with and had a meeting and made a plan. It wasn't, it wasn't, you know, it wasn't something he just woke up and wrote on the back of an envelope. It was something that was planned by a group of very smart people. And Ice Cube is using his platform and his power to represent the voices of those individuals who might not be able to get a seat at the table with a Joe Biden because Joe Biden is smart enough to know that he shouldn't spend time with intelligent and courageous black men. Joe Biden knows that when white supremacy and black excellence are in the same room, the black excellence is a disinfectant that kills the germ of white supremacy. It kills white supremacy like, like Clorox bleach kills the coronavirus. So Joe Biden and all his recessive caveman genes that he's got in his body, right? He can't match the power of accelerated melanin and intelligent melanin because we have things that we have overcome and accomplished and done in our lives that he'll never understand. Now, with that said, here's the deal. So when I see Lil Wayne sitting with Donald Trump, I don't I didn't like it instantly. And I didn't like it because I like I follow hip hop and artists the same way everybody else does. When you go on shows like The Breakfast Club, you, you got to know what's going on. So I listen to all the rappers all the time. And I and I don't just listen to so I can sit there and say, oh, this is just so inappropriate. I, I'm not C. Dolores Tucker. I listen as a black man who likes hip hop. Like I listen to Lil Wayne so I can appreciate his genius as an artist. And if you don't agree that Lil Wayne's a genius, then maybe that's not your style. But I will just tell you that there's a reason why he's so successful, because lyrically and musically, he's an extraordinarily talented person. But here's the other problem. Lil Wayne it has never come off to me as an extraordinarily responsible person. Uh, Little Wayne, uh, to some extent, is a product of the white supremacist environment that will take the least among us, the most dysfunctional among us, and celebrate that dysfunction to the point where you think the dysfunction is okay because you've got $50 million in the bank and 40 million Twitter followers, most of whom are white people who just enjoy seeing a black man act like a fucking clown, right? Like, that's just what it is. Let's just keep it 100, right? So so when Little Wayne goes and says, I met with Donald Trump, 
I don't give him the same leeway as I would somebody else because it almost comes off as a copycat of what happened with 50 Cent. When 50 Cent's talking about I love Donald Trump, that didn't come off to me as a thoughtful comment. Not that 50's not a thoughtful guy. I think when it comes to music, he I'm sure he's very thoughtful. His, his, his first album, you know, remember Many Men, Wish Death Upon Me. You know, like that was great. The way he he flipped the fact that he got shot nine times. I mean, shit, that must be, that's got to be fucking terrible. So it's great. He turned that into a multi-million dollar brand and he worked it. Good for him. G-Unit, that brand was brilliant. Power. I don't watch the show. I don't. I, I ain't got time to sit around and get caught up in TV dramas. But I heard it's good. I heard. I, I see people talking about Ghost and all. The, good for him. Very smart man in that regard. But Fifty Cent also. You got to look at personalities now. He's not the most mature person in the world, right? He also has a side of him that you know, like you know, like the, like the way he does the little. He does stuff that that comes off as a little bit infantile right or or the trolling of, of especially of black women like we know that in our space that's not cool yes that ain't cool especially when you bowing to becky remember chelsea handler you know chelsea handler shut his ass down and he got real polite and yes ma'am i sorry i just can't wait to get next to your old crusty your old dusty white vaginas again ma'am i, I i'm like chelsea handler is an ugly white woman with a flat booty like what is special have you seen black women you could take the most mediocre black women and put them next to a Chelsea Handler, and it's still not even a competition. I don't understand. Black women are the the are when they when they're at their best now are goddesses compared to a Chelsea Handler. I don't get it. I do not understand. I cannot explain to you why some of the guys get hypnotized by some crusty, dusty white woman. It doesn't make sense to me. It's not. It just. I've never been able to connect to that part of a black man. It does. It doesn't. I, it doesn't register or compute with me. Now, with that said, here we go. So, um, so with 50 Cent, um, I, I, I think he's a smart guy in terms of what he does. When he stepped into politics, I didn't think it was thorough. Uh, I felt like his statement about Donald Trump's tax plan was almost like, like New York selfish. Like New York is a, is a, is a unfortunately, not that all New Yorkers fit this category. Because I got a lot of friends in New York, and they're some of the smartest people I know, best hustlers I know, most intelligent people I know. But there is a, a out for self kind of culture. Sometimes it can pop up where people are like, fuck all of y'all. I'm doing me. You know, who cares about anybody else? It's all about me and mine. And that's it. Right. So that's what I saw when 50 Cent talked about Trump's uh, tax plan. I just said, OK, there he goes being out for self. Good for him. Uh, so when Lil Wayne goes and talks to Trump, I just see a, re- a repetition of 50 Cent talking to Trump. I, I don't see anything there that tells me, OK, this is really for black people. Um, I don't see anything that says this is really for the hood even. Um, but then again, he did mention words like ownership. In fact, let me actually share my screen. Do me a favor, hit the thumbs up button, hit the thumbs up button if you haven't done it yet. Uh, and uh, let me, uh, and also, by the way, I don't know if you guys know, I have a, actually an audio podcast. So if you ever want to listen to me when you're not, um, when you're not, when you're on the move or whatever, you can actually go to the drboycebreakdown.com. There's the URL on the screen. So let me share my screen real quick. Uh, and that's where the audio podcast is. So let me pull this up. I'm going to try my best to make sure I don't mess this up now. If you're on Instagram, you won't see this, but I'll read it to you. So give me a second here. Hold on, hold on. I'm, I'm moving slow, so I don't fuck it up. There we go. All right, so here, here's the tweet, right? So let me just quote him word for word, and uh, and then and then you guys can share your point of view. So he says, just had a great meeting with real, real Donald Trump at POTUS. Besides what he's done so far with criminal reform, the platinum plan is going to give the community real ownership. He listened to what we had to say today and assured he will and can get it done. Okay. Um honestly, that sounds to me like 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 a campaign speech. Like like you're, you know, like you're endorsing Donald Trump. Like you're like you're you're doing this because again, if you point out the difference between what he's doing and what Ice Cube did, Ice Cube made it clear that I want to meet both sides. In fact, if you listen to Cube's music, I, I listen to these guys' music. They're, they're all great artists. He had a song two or three years ago called Arrest the President. And, and, the, and the words were something like, um, arrest the president. You got the evidence. That nigga is Russian intelligence. So you know who he was talking about and you know what he meant, right? So, so, so... I don't think you can make a song like that and then people accuse you of being a Trump supporter, right? That doesn't make any sense. But, uh, you know, out of pure strategy, he went to meet with both sides of the fence and that's what you're supposed to do. 
Lil Wayne, on the other hand, didn't mention anything about what he's doing on the other side. He went, he, you know, he's talking about Trump and he's talking about his platinum plan and he's talking about what the platinum plan is going to do for us. That's what a um, a political surrogate does. Now, now here's the point though. Here's where I want black folks. I'm hoping some of you will will help climb, will help your friends climb out of this box. There's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with a black person choosing to endorse the candidate that they believe in the most. Uh, if you're going to get mad about Lil Wayne standing with Trump, then you should be equally mad when Cardi B goes and stands with Joe Biden or when Beyonce and Jay-Z stand with the Democrats. It's, it's all two sides of different forms of white supremacy, right? It doesn't mean that both sides don't have their merits, though, right? Um, basically, on the right, you're dealing with people that believe in things like building businesses and building wealth and building ownership. That's what they do even with white people, right? Um, they're not into leftist ideologies. They're not into LGBT. They're not into feminism. They're not into, you know, anything that, that comes off as too touchy-feely victim, like, oh, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm your homophobic. They don't, they don't go for that shit, right? So some people are attracted to that side. They, maybe they, they don't believe in abortion or whatever, right? But then on the left, you have uh, a, a white supremacy, but it's also uh, laced with some, with things that can be good, right? So when the Democrats, they're more likely to talk about issues that affect the poor. I'm marrying a social worker. She's a liberal, right? Uh, whereas I'm a businessman. I'm not so as liberal as she is. I'm the guy who says, why don't this black man get off his ass and go, go, go stand up for himself? She's the one who says, oh, boys, you know, sometimes people grow up and they have rough childhoods. And, and I'm like, man, I ain't got time for that shit. I, but, but you need to make time for that shit, right? You got to balance that, right? And everybody's different. Do you understand what I'm saying? So this idea that the whole black community has to fit under, under the nipple of one political party is about as racist as you can get because what you're doing is you're stealing your own humanity. You're stealing the fact that you have a right to be diverse just like white people do. White people are not the same. White people will never in 10 billion years ever be in the same political party when you're sorting between liberals and conservatives. It will never happen. So black people ain't going to do it either. They're not going to do it. So, so, you know, when I see Lil Wayne going to stand in with Trump, no, I don't, I don't feel the same way I felt when I saw Ice Cube's platinum plan. Ice Cube stands out. You know, I, got, I, I have some friends that, that I think are doing good, good work, like Killer Mike. I like what Killer Mike does. I, I like the way Killer Mike is black first. Um, I, but I didn't agree with Killer Mike when he was lining up with Bernie Sanders. I was like, I wouldn't be endorsing that old white man. He don't even support reparations. Like, how? You know, what, what the hell? But I like Killer Mike, right? It's nuance, right? It's, it's basically you saying, I disagree with you, but you're still my friend. He disagrees with me, but he's still my friend. Um, I didn't like what, when Snoop got involved. I think Snoop Dogg needs to sit to the side and figure out who he is before he ever says anything political ever again. And if you notice, Snoop and Cube are friends, but Snoop never said a word about any of this. And I honestly think that might be for the best. Maybe there's a, a price that he's not willing to pay in order to get involved in politics. Politics is very messy. Um, Kanye is, is unfortunately, Kanye needs uh, to really figure out who Kanye is also because I think Kanye... Um, I'm not really sure Kanye cares as much about black people as Kanye cares about Kanye. Kanye, unfortunately, um, he has a lot of Donald Trump in him. And that might be why those two get along so well. Because, um, you know, I, when, I, when I hear him talk, I hear him talking a lot about himself. I hear him talking a lot about how what he's going to do. And that confidence is great. I think it's awesome. I think it plays itself out well in music. But it doesn't play itself out well in politics because in politics, you have to have a certain degree of maturity to be an effective leader. Not even in politics. When you're talking about leading black people, leading black people, in my opinion, and I do not want to be a black leader. So if anybody wants to put that label on me, please take it. Take it back. I don't want it. I want you to lead. I want to I want to be a coach. I want to be a support system. I want to lead you to lead yourself. That's what I want you to do. But but really, leadership requires a degree of maturity, because if you don't have that maturity and that sort of understanding of exactly who you are, then you're not going to be solid enough to withstand the volatility. Because believe me, when a black man really stands up at a high level, they throw every rock at him that they can possibly find. Some Negroes ain't sturdy. Just because he done made, just because his album sold a million copies, that don't mean he's a sturdy man. You know, some people are conflicted. Some people aren't clear about what they want, what they believe in, who they are. And so, so really, um, I'll just say this. I, I think that 
when you talk about uh, what's going on right now, it's very interesting to kind of see the emergence of all these uh, black males. It's mostly black males that are coming out of hip hop that are doing this. And really what you're seeing is, is the black man using his voice. And, and the backlash is partly driven by the fact that there are people who were able to pillage the black community because the black man never used his voice because the, the father was never home. So they felt they could come into the house and have sex with the daughter because, you know, and, and now that daddy's home, now that men are standing up and saying, you know, just saying, look, we deserve to be heard. Uh, you should be meeting with us too. Uh, if you want to, to control our community or have leverage in our community, you got to pay respect. Well, that's no different from that. That's, that's masculinity. That's uh, remember, um, I remember Luke from Two Live Crew got real mad because a rapper came to his city and didn't acknowledge him or something crazy like that, right? And you're, you're kind of like, well, why, what makes you think you own Miami? You don't own Miami. But, you know, when I go to Houston, I felt the need to go and, and, and just let Willie D know I was in town just out of respect. I didn't feel like it made sense for me to go to Houston and not just tell my boy that I was in town. So so there is a type of thing, a type of respect that I think is not shown to the black male when a Joe Biden shows up and says, okay, I got a black woman, Kamala, uh, who's in a sorority. She's going to get all the black women to stroll to the polls and the, and, and some of the men to, give, to bring their booty to the polls. And she's got all the, all the sororities and all the women lined up. And that's all we need from black people because whatever the women do, the men are going to follow. And, 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 and that, that whole theory is being knocked on its head, right? So, so you got Kamala Harris with, with her uh, first husband, uh, for her first white husband uh, named Dougie, um, the, the lawyer, and then her second white husband, Joe Biden, and she's showing up to the black community saying, here are my two white husbands. I want you all to support all of this that we got going on. Well, that doesn't make sense for a lot of people. A lot of people are saying, no, this is not, we don't relate to you. you, you you're not, you're, you're not us, right? No differently from a, a black man who's married to a white woman who's supporting another white woman who's saying, I don't want to talk to black women, but I need y'all to all show up and vote for me. Black women would say, who the hell are you? Like we, we we don't respect you. So so black men have the right to say we're not going for any of this. Uh, we're not fans of 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 the way this process is done. Uh, it's been extremely disrespectful. But here's the thing: maybe that's what's just that's just what it is, right? What's what's happening most likely is that you're seeing the transition in politics. Remember, there was a time where all the people who liked black, all the white people who were down with black people were Republicans, and then they got pissed off, and the Democrats got pissed off, so they just switched sides. They, you know, the Republicans jumped to the Democratic Party and the Democrats jumped to the Republican Party. That's why the Republicans always say we're the party of Lincoln, we're the party that freed the slaves, blah, 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 because they literally switch. They literally just switch sides. So maybe that's what's going on. Maybe people are just switching sides. And I think that's OK. Right. So, uh, you know, a few black men going and either not voting or becoming Trump supporters is not the end of the black community solidarity with the Democratic Party. You can still have solidarity with the party. Right. If you believe in Planned Parenthood and, and, and you know, the, their whole you know belief when it comes to you know, abortion or whatever, if you're down with what they're doing with LGBT and you feel like that's an important priority, uh, then then cool. Uh, if you support their other policies on immigration or, 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 you know, how building the wall is the end of the world, then then fine, support that. Right. But there are some of us, though, who don't really wake up every day, you know, worried about, you know, getting protected. Right. There are some of us who say, you know, we don't really need your protection. We would actually just like for you to write that check, write that fucking check. You know, you owe us 14 trillion dollars. Just write the goddamn check. Stop telling us what you going to do with the check. Don't tell me what you're going to do with the money. Give me the money and let me decide what I'm going to do with the money. Right. Because that 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 really is just something that's a spirit. Some black people have some black people have a spirit that says, I don't need you. I don't need shit from you except for you to do what you're supposed to do. You owe me money. And if you don't pay me my money, I'm, a, I'm not going to be your friend. And, and so don't ask me for nothing until you write that damn check. So don't give me compliments. Fuck you, pay me. Don't write. Don't paint Black Lives Matter on the street because you're just gonna fuck up the street. Fuck you, pay me. Right? Don't don't tell me how you're gonna protect me from this and protect me from Corona. I got a strong immune system. Fuck you, pay me. Don't tell me how you're gonna protect me from from racist cops this and the other. No, fuck you, pay me. I don't believe you. Fuck you, pay me. Joe Biden, you you put you put a hundred thousand cops on the street. I, you got a lot. You got a long way to go to prove that you can protect me from cops because because these cops are on the street because you put them there. Right? So. So it's not to tell anybody what to do or what who to vote for. It's to say that black people are diverse. And I think black people have the right to be diverse. 
Um, now, RZ says, are you voting for Trump? That's a very good question. The answer is no, I'm not voting for either party. And that is my right. That is my right. You see all this slave talk, like Negro, I'm, I'm mad at you. I'm not going to be your friend no more. You're Negro, because you, 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 you supposed to vote. You supposed to get your booty to the poll. Our ancestors died for you to vote. Who are you to tell me what to do? Like, why, why are you the first person to try to re-implement slavery where I don't have the freedom to make a decision that I would like to make? I'm good with my decision. My woman is good with my decision. My mama's okay with my decision. So fuck you. You don't exist. Seriously. I just want you to understand what slavery looks like and what freedom looks like. Freedom, basically, freedom's a simple idea. Like, like animals know what it means to be free and they know what it means to be in a cage. You, animals don't have to go to college to know what freedom looks like. And they, and they don't have to go to college. They don't have to go to Brown University and get a master's degree to know that they enjoy freedom more than they enjoy slavery. They don't. You let, let, let take a dog that's been in a cage his whole life and just let him out and watch how happy that motherfucker gets. He's going to run around. He's going to be, he's going to be sprinting around. He's going to be having, finding women and finding food and playing and spinning in the mud. Nobody told him to enjoy freedom. Nobody explained what freedom looked like to him. He just knew it when he felt it and he loved it. And, and, and if you were punishing the dog too much, once you let him go, he ain't never coming back. <laughs> you ain't going to get him back in that cage. He's going to fight you. So when it comes to black people, I think that unfortunately, some of us just don't understand what freedom is. I think we don't understand what freedom looks like. Freedom means doing what you want to do. And the best thing that anybody can do for you in a country that enslaved you for 250 years is give you your freedom. And so when I'm here, when I, I, and I know people want to put labels on you, they get mad and they want to say, oh, yeah, Dr. Bush is a supporter of this and he's voting for that. No, I mean, that's fine. I understand propaganda. That's what propaganda is. That propaganda is what people use when they're desperate. Propaganda is what people use when they don't have truth on their side. Propaganda is what people use when they know that you outsmarted them and they can't they can't figure out how to outsmart you. I'm smarter than 99.99% of all white people I've ever met. So that so that I'm very frightening to them, and that's okay. But I'm here to make it 100 percent clear that my number one job as an asset in your life is to encourage you to be free. Now, if I want to try to talk you into a certain perspective, maybe I could do that if I want to, but I don't even care enough to do that. I'm here to just say, let's lay the ideas on the table. Because freedom of expression, freedom of thought, the ability to brainstorm and to look for the best ideas wherever they lie is how you solve a problem. You can't. I'm a mathematician. Right. That's my I got. That was what my master's was in was math. And one thing about mathematician about math and mathematics is that you can't solve an equation when you have too many constraints. The more constraints you put in an equation, the harder it is to solve the equation. The more, the narrower your, your set of potential solutions actually is. So when you start constraining people and saying, you can find solutions for the black community, but you better vote Democrat. You better, boy, you better bang your booty to the polls. You better do what Master Biden, you can do anything you want, but you, but you better do what Master Biden say. If you don't do it, what Master say, then, well, then you're not going to ever solve the problem. You see, one thing black people have, if any, if we got anything, is we have an oversupply. Besides having an oversupply of 40-year-old rappers, we have an oversupply of 40-year-old rappers. I ain't gonna lie. So and most of my rapper friends don't make no money rapping. Y'all, 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 that should be your hobby. It shouldn't be your profession, but that's okay. I love you anyway. We also have a, an oversupply of seemingly unsolvable problems. Right? We have an oversupply of problems that that everybody swears. We can't solve these problems because can't nobody figure out what to do with these Negroes. Well, let's think about that, right? So you're talking about education. Well, we can't figure out how to help these black kids read. My God, it's like teaching a monkey how to roller skate. We can't, these, we can't figure out how to, we, we've tried. We put money into the school system and, 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 they, and they just, blah, blah, blah. well, you know, the reason, maybe the reason that, that, a one third when they tested one third thousands of students in the Baltimore city school system and couldn't find one child who could pass the basic math test. Maybe the reason that happened is because you're not letting black people educate their own children. You're taking your billions of dollars and putting them in the hands of other white people who you feel is their job to manage the Negroes. 
right? That, that right there, that whole concept is insulting. This idea that we ain't going to give you the money. We're not even going to say the word reparations because Lord knows we can't give the money to Negroes. We give them money. You hear some black people say, you hear black people, you hear people say that? Well, no, nah, you can't get no reparations check because you, you know, they, they, they get that money. You get that money to black people. That money going to be gone. You Negroes, they're going to take that money down to the mall. To, and, and that's true. That's the problem. So for some people, it's really true. But I know what to do with my reparations check. Give me a yes or no in the chat. How many of y'all, if you got a reparations check tomorrow for, let's say, I don't know, $150,000, how many of you would know what to do with that money? How many of you would know exactly where you would invest that money? How many of you would would not put your money in the strip club? How many of you would know, like, maybe some real estate you might want to buy like, or business you'd want to start? Give me a yes or no. How many of you think you might know what to do if they wrote through that reparations check instead of putting more money into failed programs that don't even actually work, that are really designed for, for white wealth and Negro management? Like, a lot of this money, these resources, this money is not for you. They tell you it's for you, but it's not for you. Let me just break something down for you right quick. This is something that's going to make some people mad, but it doesn't even matter because I'm, I know I'm right on this. So so here's here's what, um. think about this. I read an article the other day that said that basically they spent $14 billion on this election cycle. Do y'all know that? That this election cycle was the most expensive election cycle in the history of all elections, right? $14 billion, $6 billion spent on the presidency, about $6.5 billion on that, so about $7.5 billion on the congressional races. Did anybody know that? Give me a yes or no if you knew that, okay? So this election cycle had the most spending of any election cycle ever. It takes billions of dollars just to run for president. Where does that money come from? Where does that money go? And how is that money used? And why do you need so much money, right? I'm an expert on money, right? That's what that I, I taught finance for 25 years. So y'all know this, right? Let me let me just break this down for you right quick. And I'm going to reconcile it with something that you hear because you have a part in the process. You see, 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 black people, the, our biggest challenge is that we don't actually run a lot of things, but we're important in the process. Like they need you and they love you because they, they, they but they need you the same way. I can't do no pimping if I ain't got no holes on the corner, right? If I don't have, or if I'm a biker and I'm riding a bike, I can't get anywhere unless I have something to ride, right? Or if I'm a jockey, I need my horse, right? So they need you, but not in the way they think that, 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 that you think that they need you. So here's the deal with the money. So all this money flows in. It takes $6.5 billion to run for president. Biden outraised Trump significantly. The Democrats blew away the Republicans, but they both raised money in the billions. So... Where's the money come from? Well, uh, first thing you should know, uh, the Nation of Islam, shout out to them. They pointed out the fact that a set of the biggest donors in the list, 70% of them came from a tiny community that is only 1.4% of the population. And that is the Jewish community. That is how they have an outsized influence on all things political and all things economic, which is pretty much the same thing. The American uh, political system is in bed with capitalism. Capitalism and the American political system are husband and wife, girlfriend and boyfriend. They're in the bed having sex every single day, right? And the, the capitalism is getting the, the political system pregnant regularly, right? So so when you when the, when the political system gives birth to a new idea or a new policy, it is because it got pregnant from the capitalism. Do you follow what I'm saying? Is everybody following what I'm saying? I'm, I'm breaking this down for you. So all this money comes from a small community that has an outsized influence, not from voting because they don't have the votes, but they got the dollars. They vote with their dollar bills. Now, why do they need so much money in order to run? And why do they call you and tell you how valuable your vote is and work so hard to get your vote? Because your vote is very valuable, right? I hear people say this. I hear people say, well, if your vote wasn't so valuable, they wouldn't work so hard to take it away, right? Has anybody ever heard that? Give me a yes or no if you've heard that, where they say, well, if your vote wasn't so valuable, they wouldn't work so hard to suppress it. And I thought about that deeply and I said, you know, that's absolutely true. Your vote is very valuable and that's why they will either work to obtain it or they will work to suppress it. One or the other. If you're voting for them, then, they, then they're all about voting rights. If you're voting for somebody else, there's like, fuck you, Negro, stay home. We don't want you at the polls anyway. Right. Well, well, your vote is valuable, but just because something's valuable and you give away something that's valuable, that does not mean that that value comes back to you. Right. My, my vote is valuable. And if, if, if I let them convince me to give my vote away by doing a really cool commercial that they paid for with all the money that they were getting from these donors, 
like they tell me to get my booty to the polls, and I'm like, yeah, yeah, rapping along, and I'm like, yeah, we got to go to the polls, or souls to the polls, or stroll to the polls, or, or vote or die, or any other catchy phrase they use. They know Negroes like to rhyme, so so they have all these catchy phrases that rhyme because that's how they know they can get your attention. They have scientists that figure these things out, and they spend these billions of dollars that they're receiving from these donors to create ads like get your booty to the polls, and we show up and we vote, and we put them in power. That, that And that's fine, right? I'm not telling you not to vote. I'm just going to break it down in terms of what I see. So you vote because you're caught up in, in the election. Good for you. And your politician gets elected. Now, when the politician gets elected and they're thinking, hmm, okay, I'm in office now. And, and I'm a politician. I'm a politician. Poli- politicians are part-time hoes, right? They, they all, you know, they all work for somebody. They got to give it up to somebody, right? So, so, so think about this. So imagine... Uh, that you're sitting there and you're a politician, you're thinking, hmm, now that I'm in office, I owe a lot of favors. Who do you think that they're going to do favors for? They're like, hmm, I could do favors for the people who voted for me, or I could do favors for the people who gave billions of dollars to allow me to run advertising to get other people to vote for me. Who do you think they're going to take care of first? You think they're going to take care of the voters first who got no money? Or you think they're going to take care of the money people who can get you the voters? Which would you rather lose, the voters or the money? Because here's the deal. If I'm a politician, I, I can't make everybody happy. I'm going to piss somebody off because you can't make, you can't do everything for everybody all the time, right? That's a terrible life strategy. It'll, it'll stress you out, right? So, so if I'm going to make somebody mad, who do I make mad? Am I going to make the billionaire mad, the one who funded my campaign? Am I going to piss him off where he won't fund me again? Or am I going to just piss off black people who will forgive damn near anybody for anything? You could run, Dylan Roof ran up in a church with an AK-47 or whatever he had and shot up the whole damn church and they were rushing, competing to forgive him as soon as possible. Like, so who do you, who do you take care of first? Who do you piss off? Who, who do you leave hanging out to dry? Well, y'all know what it is. Don't get mad at me. Get mad at the truth. Get mad at facts. Get mad at logic. But don't get mad at me because you can't refute what I'm saying right here. So they raise the money. The money is used to engage in massive ad campaigns to convince you to get your booty to the polls so you can put them in power so they can serve the people who gave them the money to convince you to go vote. That's what happens when you are a stupid voter. Now, that does not mean that voting makes you stupid. I'm talking about the difference between somebody who votes because they know exactly why they're voting and they're getting something for that vote versus somebody who just goes to the polls because somebody lied to you and told you that your great, 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 great grandma died uh, so you could vote. Your, your, she might, your, your great, 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 great granddaddy, he might have died because somebody lynched his ass. That that's if you're going to talk about my ancestors dying, that's a good opportunity for us to talk about reparations that you should be paying for the fact that my ancestors died. So so the vote should be for sale. You know, people always say they always say, well, well are you on, are you on Donald Trump's payroll, Dr. Boyce? Right. Because, you know, because again, because you got the Negro overseers who have been trained for hundreds of years to go in a, and beat up other black people who are trying to encourage black people to think. Right. Well, you must be on Donald Trump's payroll. How much Donald Trump paying you? I'm like, shit, I wish somebody would pay me this motherfucker. Shit, we should all be getting paid. Seriously, like, when can I expect payment? Because we should all be getting something for our vote. Why? What is wrong with everybody else getting paid? You, you don't think these billionaires that are giving billions of dollars to uh, political campaigns, you don't think you don't think that they're getting some financial compensation for that ma- such a massive investment? Or you think they just they just they just care about, you know, they just care about having like a great country and, and, and clean streets and nice bridges and roads and stuff. No, no, they're investors. They made their money by investing. And so putting money into politics is an investment for which they expect an adequate return. If there is no return on their investment, they will not invest anymore. So understand the game. You got to understand the game. They're playing chess all over you. And for some reason, we got people that literally get mad when we want to play chess. They're like, no, Negro, we're supposed to be playing checkers. We're supposed to play stuck on stupid. We're supposed to make ourselves dumb. Well, that right there makes you a white supremacist, sir. You you are behaving as a white supremacist. White supremacists do not have to be white. Many white supremacists are blacker than you and I. 
Anyway, do me a favor, hit the thumbs up button, hit the share button, hit the subscribe button. Please hit the thumbs up button. If you want to get text notifications when I go live, stuff like that, you can text the word voice to 31996. That's right there. Text the word voice to 31996. And also, this is a URL for my Spotify podcast, the drboicebreakdown.com. So feel free to do that. And there's my Twitter feed if you want to follow me on Twitter, uh, Dr. Boyce Watkins is the number one. So let me let me end this on Lil Wayne and let me just kind of let, let's go through the list of, of rappers who have gotten political. Rap, rappers have become kind of like the new pastors. That's what they are. They're like they're the, the, the digital new millennial version of what the pastor was in the 1960s, 1970s. So, uh, you know, so the reason politicians, for good reason, are going to be much more willing to listen to uh, a rapper with 20 million followers than somebody like me. Is because uh, you know it, I, I don't know exactly how many people I have that follow me. It's a few hundred thousand, right? It's probably more than most professors. But I've never busted a dope album. And I can't dance. I don't know how to sing. I don't know how to entertain. So I'm never gonna have that kind of following that's gonna make a politician excited, right? So so and I accept that. I respect that. That's why I'm. I'm in fact, I'm very happy to support behind the scenes so that when people step forward that they know what they're talking about. They know what the issues are. And one of the things I respected tremendously about the way Ice Cube approached the issue, the way Charlemagne the God approached the issue, and even Kanye, the way he approached the issue, believe it or not, is they came looking for information. They came looking for uh, advice, like, what are the issues? And I said, well, you know, there's this book called Poweronomics, bro. You got to check it out. That's Claude Anderson breaks it all down. He breaks down the laws and the rules and how white supremacy works and how we can bust out of this thing. And so so I was really flattered and excited when they wanted to take good ideas, meaningful ideas, and take them to the masses. Now, what has to occur next, in my opinion, is there have to, there have to be sit downs, right? These politicians that, that claim they want to do something for the black community, they can't pull a Barack Obama on black people anymore. And when I say pull a Barack Obama, I'm talking about the fact that the Obama administration, unfortunately, chose to play blind, deaf, dumb and stupid when it came to black issues. When you ask them about black issues, they acted as they acted like they just oh, the what the what the hood the, the, the black the, the black agenda, black people ain't got no agenda. We don't know nothing about no black the 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 the, 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 the what like they they literally spent all those years. Think about this. You're sitting there yelling and screaming at the top of your lungs every week. We're talking about the black agenda every week. There's thousands of us talking about the black agenda. And every week, somebody in the Obama administration saying, yeah, we would help the black community, but they but they don't have an agenda. They're not giving an agenda. And we're like, we have an agenda. You're just not listening. You're.